0: Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast, where we come alongside people at the crossroads of life. We are here to listen, cultivate, and empower. Don't let this time pass. You want a change in your life, but haven't taken the first step. Take the first step by making an appointment on our website, Crossroads CrossroadsAdvisors1.ClientSecure.me Take that first step toward living a fuller and healthier life. Website link in bio.
1: Today's episode is what we refer to as a pro episode because we are joined by a trained mental health professional who works in the area with teenagers, young adults, and adults. I'm Priscilla,
0: and I'm Joey, and from Circulo Productions, this is Crossroads of Divorce. Today we're joined by Dr. Will Adams of Adams Psychology. Dr. Adams has a two-decade career in working with individuals. He's been committed to assisting individuals and family in breaking the cycle to attain positive transformation this approach is rooted in the importance of aligning true feelings with actions. The harmonizing of the inner experiences with outward behavior Dr. Adams believes leads to living a more authentic life that results in personal growth and healthier well-being. So Dr. Adams as we transition into talking more about kids and dealing with divorce, there's obviously a lot of feelings that kids are going to have. We said earlier that, you know, the kids aren't getting divorced, they've got two parents that are divorcing. And so as as parents uh, are hopefully listening to this and wanting to put their child in the best position possible, um, in a difficult situation, but in the best position possible uh, talk a little bit more about the kid's side of things. You've mentioned before about, you know, they've got a lot of feelings uh-huh. through this. Uh-huh. And and so how, as a parent, do you help your kid kind of navigate?
2: Yeah, it can be certainly challenging. Um, and it also... You know, when parents get divorced, they may be in a situation where they're now the primary parent for a period of time while the child lives with them. And then right. a period of time where they're residing with the other Right. may not feel quite as much as a team mm-hmm. as what they had before. Mm-hmm. And so there can be a great deal of, I guess, responsibility and maybe pressure on that parent when they're together with them to make it count, right. so to speak. And yep. that can add stress. Mm-hmm. Um So there is a theory related to, you know, attachment is a key word, attachment theory. And there are four kinds. And, you know, with every theory, there's nuances to it all. But basically, the goal of it is you want a ultimately secure attachment. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what is a secure attachment? Okay, a secure attachment is, you know, the child feels heard, the child feels seen, the child feels safe, the child is um, comfortable with is the parent, comfortable with mm-hmm. the parent, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly they right. can share. Right. Okay. Obviously, you know, maybe with maybe
0: within reason. Sure. Um, but, <laughs> Which is an important part. Yeah. Just just as a little note, because sure. I talked to quite a few people that kind of buddy up with their child Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're telling their child really adult things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. really layer on more than probably the child needs to be dealing with. But I just, yeah, no. And that's fair. Um, You know,
2: sometimes when in our world, they call that enmeshment. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where there's sort of a codependency between the child and the parent. Right. And that can form. Um, And so, at that point you need to evaluate boundaries and making sure that they're able to kind of stand on their own mm-hmm. independently and not, they don't get their happiness from the other person and right. vice versa. Yeah.
1: Um, kind of don't make your child your best friend. That's
2: right. That's right. <laughs> um, and yet, you know, it's a balancing act because you want them to have a warm and healthy relationship with you. You want them to be able to kind of create their own identity. Yeah. Um, and, and with that, you know, I, I work with young adults and, um, And I have a formula that I've sort of created. I don't have research behind it, but um, my formula is identity plus independence equals freedom. Okay. And identity is kind of knowing who you are and your values. Independence is basically your courage and your willingness to live. It -hmm. doesn't mean you necessarily have to move out of your parents' house, although they might want that. (laughs) But you can be independent and together Mm -hmm. equals the opportunity to exhale
0: and Mm -hmm. breathe
2: OK, mm-hmm. and, and that really is a secure attachment. OK, mm-hmm. knowing who you are, knowing you can you have a, a certain amount of certainty to be able to communicate with that parent, knowing right. that there's a certain level of trust yes. that's built over time. Right. Um, that creates um, a healthy relationship, a connection mm-hmm. and healing when needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the other forms are, you know, avoidant. Um, attachment, anxiety related attachment and Mm -hmm. disorganized, and they're all different forms. And I would encourage people to look a little bit further, but you can probably guess that anxiety is, you know, you're not so certain about the relationship,
1: stressed, nervous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's some
2: unpredictability, um, in the relationship. And, and certainly that can happen in divorce because, you know, who do I turn to?
1: Right on a
2: consistent basis right you know if i'm used to talking to mom maybe about i'm living at dad's and you know maybe there's um some growing pains to be addressed in that regard and and how do you honor the time with dad um and so it's just a great deal of uncertainty that can that can creep in and Mm -hmm. if not addressed uh and in my book uncertainty is the feeling underneath anxiety Mm-hmm. And anxiety is really more of a response than anything mm-hmm. to the feeling of uncertainty. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: But in a way, there's, there's no way to get around that, right? Because you right. are in a new phase of life. That's whether it's the parent. parent that thought they were going to be married the rest of their life. And now they're facing what they're facing or whether it's the child uh-huh. that thought, Oh, we've got this family and it's not perfect. But, mm-hmm. and so you mentioned earlier about being okay with not being okay. Uh-huh. And I would think kids probably experience a lot of grief around the loss of their parents' marriage. Mm-hmm. and, and and yet I think as a parent, i I would be, trying to make it better for my child. And yet you talked about kind of sitting in those feelings. And I'm assuming if your child is feeling some, I mean, they're feeling these things as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So as a parent, I guess you kind of need to be comfortable with them sitting in those feelings. Yes. Mm -hmm. Parents
2: have to be willing to receive Mm -hmm. and that's hard. And parents want to fix. Right. And what I would say to parents is by receiving, you are fixing by willing, Mm -hmm. by willing, having a willingness to receive the hurt. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, divorce is a trauma, okay? Mm-hmm. And trauma is, for a better part, a fancy word for hurt or a big hurt or lots of little hurts, right? Okay. And there is great uncertainty in the situation, mm-hmm. and parents want to resolve when their kids are hurting. That makes sense, right? Yep. Sure. What we want to consider though is you know we can't really put the marriage back together right we made a conscious decision not to be together and so you can't fix that what we can do is acknowledge the child's hurt Mm -hmm. okay and how they might be feeling about it and maybe and like i said maybe it's complicated Mm -hmm. you know may it it may not all be hurt right Mm -hmm. but there also likely is great uncertainty you know, mm-hmm. how's this going to look for me? How's it affect my friends? Do I have to move? You know, all those kind of things come into play. Do I have to go to a different school now? I mean, I've seen all of. I mean, it's a big adjustment for the child. Right. And so, um, parents need to be willing and able to receive that hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and create a space for the child to be able to kind of attempt to understand what they're going through, mm-hmm. because I'll often see children that their number one issue is they feel misunderstood. Mm-hmm. They just do not feel heard. And and what actually can make it worse is when they try to share how they feel.
1: And the parent doesn't want to hear it. The
2: parent doesn't want to hear it because it's mm-hmm. hard. It's yeah. hard. Or yeah. they just don't honor it. They don't fully... You don't want
1: to hear what the, what's going that's on with right. the other parent.
2: That's right. Yeah. That's right. Or yeah. you know what it could be going on in their own household. Right. right? Oh, um, yeah. You don't you know, want that's somebody hard.
1: saying anything negative about right? you. Right. <laughs> that's hard to hear too,
2: right? And so... Um, you know, we just have to be really sensitive and being willing to actually hear because parents would much rather hear what's going on with their kid than not. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes kids don't fully understand that. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: So when you say, again, I'm a Mm -hmm. kiss person. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So when you say receiving, Mm -hmm. um, Give me a little more example of what that looks like. If I walk into my child's room tonight at at bedtime Mm -hmm. and they kind of get a little talkative Mm -hmm. and start expressing a few things. Mm -hmm. What does that look like receiving? So,
2: you know, if the child says, you know, I'm just struggling to to wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Parent might say, well, set your alarm.
0: Yeah. Right, that's why? a practical sure. solution,
2: right? Or go yeah. to bed early, or go to bed <laughs> earlier, right? Yep. Yeah. Versus attempting to understand, well, how come you're struggling to wake up?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: how come we don't want to go to school tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You know, sit there at the end of the bed and ask some of those open-ended questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in the therapy world, uh, we're kind of taught not to use the question, the word "why."
0: Oh, wow. Because
2: "why" has a certain amount of judgment in there. Why are you not? wanting to get up, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. It's sort of this um, underlying or undercurrent yeah, of what's, you sh- wrong with you? what's wrong with you or you <laughs> should be getting up, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. As opposed to what's really going on. And so rather trying to set the alarm and fix the problem, try and understand sort of the cause as opposed to the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that to me is receiving, but also when they start sharing, we have to be willing to hear it and listen and not necessarily fix the next thing. Mm-hmm. You just should hopefully be honored. Should be careful with our shoulds, but feel honored that they're willing to and able to communicate what they're going through, mm-hmm. and you have that moment in time because it may be fleeting. You know, it may just be driving carpool or you know driving them to school. Yeah. It, you know, it may not be this designated time. But you want to be willing and able to actually hear what the underlying issues are if they're willing to go there. Mm
1: -hmm. I think it's real hard for parents to ask the open ended questions Uh because you just Uh want to say, just do this. This will make it better. Right. You know?
2: Right. Yeah. Because you Um, want it
1: to be better for your child.
2: That's right. And as parents, you know, it's hard for us not to feel responsible for their emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, what could I have done differently? Sure. and the reality is the child has so much going on in their life. Um, they really just need a safe place to be in which to talk and to be able to share. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not typically looking for answers.
1: Yeah, they and just want you to hear them.
2: That's the interesting thing. They're not really looking for solutions all the time. And maybe you pose, you know, if you would like a solution, maybe we can talk about it. Right now, I'm just hearing you say this and this and this. Does mm-hmm. that fit? Mm-hmm. because you also want to make sure you're actually hearing what they're saying. Right. That yeah. takes some work. Yeah. This takes time. You know, this is not yeah. maybe not just a couple minute conversation. Um but it's also probably unrealistic to think that you can have a long sit down and just process <laughs> your feelings all day, right? right? Right. But just just knowing that their feelings are not going to be received in judgment
0: will go a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, what I'm hearing you say, you know, for parents that are out there is, one, you know, if, you, if you're if you going through a divorce or you've gotten divorced, um, your life's probably pretty stressful because mm-hmm. you're probably working. You're, you know, you come home in the evening and you're tired. And the easy thing is just to kind of check out mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. to not make the investment in your child. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing you say is make that investment in your mm-hmm. child. And when you do it, um, you don't have to solve all their problems uh-huh. that uh-huh. a lot of times it's just simply listening mm-hmm. and and being an open listener, a receiver, as you uh-huh. said, for the child. And I know in my own life, I've had friends where I will tell them something going on in my life. Uh-huh. And it's like, by the time I finished telling them, I've kind of arrived at <laughs> This is what That's I need right. to do next, That's right. which is funny, you know, but we do work that way, don't we? Yeah. Just verbalizing things can kind of help. Well, and,
2: and you know, I work with adults in the business world. You know, we don't necessarily, if you're a manager or a leader, you don't necessarily solve everyone's problem that, mm-hmm. that works, the employees. If you solved all their problems,
1: right. then
2: maybe you don't really need them. To be there in the right. first place, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> right. right? So yeah. what you do is you facilitate, you you listen, you understand, mm-hmm. you you hear their ideas for how they see the solution could be improved upon. Mm-hmm. It's a partnership, right? Is yeah. it not? Mm-hmm. Now, at some point, you may have to say, no, we're actually going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. but And that's similar to parenting. Right. But there is a dialogue that occurs. And they're not necessarily wanting you to come in and fix all their problems, right? They want some empowerment. They want their own identity to be seen. And so I don't see it that different. Obviously, it's a different relationship. Right. Um, But, you know, there's the whole concept of servant leadership, you know. Um, Servant leadership is basically getting in there, doing the work, um, modeling the work. Mm -hmm. And you can model that in your own relationships. And the child can start to see, oh, this is actually what I do when I'm upset versus, mm-hmm. you know, yelling or screaming or fighting or isolating or going to my room. Right. We actually talk through things.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: But you've got to be okay with all of that. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's yes. the big thing that I'm hearing you say is, is, is be okay. They may be frustrated. They may be grieving. Right. They, they may be in these different places. Cause just like us as adults, yep. there's a range of emotions that are flowing through them and, And and some of it's at school because they didn't get invited to sit at the lunch table where their friends were today. And some of it's related to family issues and that type thing. Well,
2: it's a good point. You know, oftentimes I see divorced parents sometimes will bring their child who's upset.
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
2: And I will encourage the parents to do their own individual counseling and work. Right. Right. Because we want to make sure that, you know, the kid will make progress. But Mm -hmm. if we're going back to an environment that's very similar, (laughs) Yep. Right. It can be kind of frustrating.
1: Right. I yep. was going to say, I think probably a lot of parents probably grew up in homes where you couldn't express your feelings. Certainly mm-hmm. couldn't didn't you know, they didn't allow you to be angry. You know, right. you're probably sent to your room when you're yeah, were yeah. And, and an angry uh, feelings or whatever. So it's probably a good idea for the the adults. To get some counseling just on how to communicate with their child and how to let those situations play out in their home.
2: And that speaks to breaking the cycle. Mm -hmm. So as parents, we want to be able to recognize how we were raised. Right. Okay. Learn from it. Work through our hurt Mm -hmm. and the good and the bad and the ugly and kind of recognize what kind of parents do we actually want to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. And do the work for ourselves so that we don't pass on stuff from our parents, right? right. And yes. certainly, you know, you'll find yourself saying or acting a certain way that you never thought you would. You know, <laughs> right. everyone knows about that. Sure. Um, but we really do want to break the cycle. Yeah, you know? and, and that takes work. That takes individual work in which to do it. And part of that is understanding, you know, it is okay to not be okay, right? Mm-hmm. right. And But I don't want to leave you just there with that. Certainly, I, I see that as an island to start with because I often hear, you know, some people say, the phrase, fake it till you make it.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: Well, that actually gets you in trouble. Okay. That's what brought us to this point is we weren't being genuine. We weren't being honest. Okay. We were just trying to make it through. Right. So we accept the land of it's okay to not be okay. And then there's a bridge, what I call the land of it's okay to be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm. And that takes its own work is acceptance that we're actually might just be all right. We've done some work here. Now what do we do with it? How do we actually want to live our lives? How do we Mm -hmm. move from just surviving to actually thriving? To
1: living, Mm yeah. To living, right? Mm -hmm. To
2: living the life we want to live and living the life um, as a new parent in a different situation. And what could that life look like? And how can I honor the child through that Divorce and through that relationship and make Mm -hmm. it healthy as possible for the Mm -hmm. children involved.
1: Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I think that as uh, the parent, if the parent's getting help, then they're modeling for their child that it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to have these frustrations and these moments, but here's how I'm working through it. Here's how I'm realizing why I'm frustrated with you right now.
2: Yeah, and... You're allowed to feel what you feel. You're allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to feel the grief. And yet, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't feel those things, how do you really know what joy is?
1: Right. Yeah, that's very good. And
2: that's the land of it's okay to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you've experienced all these emotions. You're also allowed to feel some relief. Mm -hmm. You're also allowed to formulate a new family unit and what that might look like. And learn from the past and actually make healthier choices moving forward based upon the feelings that you've acknowledged.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: That takes work. This is not yeah. easy stuff. I mean, it sounds right. easy, right? Yeah, but actually, not one
1: session. <laughs> that's right. It's not one
2: session, and it's not one conversation. Mm-hmm. It is a process. And and I will just say I, I think people kinda feel like, oh, once I get divorced it'll be okay or once I get once I um, get the promotion, everything will be better, or once I retire, everything you know, rainbows yeah. will appear. Yeah. Right. That's just not reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very outcome focused as opposed to embracing the process and the journey of, of which we're on.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: So yeah.
0: Well, thank you for for really boiling some of these things down. To, to pretty simple bite size, <laughs> mm-hmm. bite-sized little segments. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate that. And I, and I do appreciate um, coming from a family, as Priscilla mentioned earlier, where emotions weren't always expressed. I think most of the people I talk to are all learning that. Mm-hmm. And they're learning mm-hmm. to do that with their children. They're trying to break the cycle, as Mm -hmm. you say, Mm -hmm. and learn from their experience and create a better path forward for that next generation and the generation after. So I appreciate how you have worked so hard to really get that alignment between the inner thoughts and the outward experiences. And this has been very informative. So thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having me.
1: Subscribe and follow our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And follow us on Instagram at Crossroads of Divorce.